welcome to another episode of I Heart Geek. Yay! Uh, we are doing what a if? what if? Can you give us like a theme music there, there, Courtney? I was doing it. I was like, what if? I do it every episode. You never <laughs> what know. This if though. Vision. I do. I what guess. a vision. That's what you usually do. What I got my if vision. Yeah, there I got you my go. My WandaVision T-shirt on today. So I don't okay. have a. I do have a Captain Carter one. I should have worn it for today. Look out now. Yeah had a nice little cameo from a WandaVision character in this week's episode. So yeah. that's exciting. This this episode is the king of the cameos. Uh, I'm Dub. Really I'm is. here with Courtney. Yeah, I'm here with Blyze. And we're here to talk about this episode of What If, which is what if Thor was an only, was child. only child. Was an only child. <sighs> you know, Don't I was listen so to positive him, folks. Last, last week. I was so <laughs> positive. The week before, so positive. And this week, um, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I do know. There's some things that I wasn't happy with with it. And I think that I'm kind of, I'll be the negative point on this one. I believe yep. Courtney is the middle ground. And I'll be the Lies middle of the road girl. is the um, Marvel fanboy. Sound right? Sound good? Why don't we say Blyze is the positive influence yeah, I just be the as opposed to the it's Marvel like, fanboy? Because I'm, you call me the Marvel fangirl, and just because I'm not gushing uh, on this one doesn't mean I still don't love Marvel. I, I so, have no issue with Marvel. Let's call it what it is. If you're negative, he's positive, I'm middle of the road. I, I, I have go. issue with not liking the characters that they gave me. <laughs> okay, so you know, let, let's hit this first. Blyze, what did you like about this that made you stand outside? This is awesome. It was just fun. It was a fun, and it was an actual what if, as opposed to last week, that really wasn't a what if. We talked about it in last week's episode, but they made Killmonger the exact same character that he was in the Black Panther movie, and they gave him the same arc as they did in the Black Panther movie. There was subtle differences, but at the core of it, it really, for me, it wasn't a what if in the mcu um this was a what if this was a completely different story it was hashed out completely different than anything we've ever seen before and it wasn't there was nothing different about it i i want to i want to debate that a little bit because i felt like this is the basically almost the same thor you get in thor one he's still a party boy nothing's really changed with thor See, but I don't see him as a party boy in Thor 1. He's arrogant. He's an arrogant, like, meathead, but he's not a party boy. They have, like, a scene or two where he, they're wanting to, like, drink ale and, and um, party that they won and stuff like that. But I never, it never comes out as, like, an actual, like, party boy. Maybe he was a little bit more of a D-bag. Um, he wasn't... He wasn't likable at all in this. And I think that's part of my problem. And there's he's your not supposed to be. <laughs> not yeah, at there's, all. There's he's supposed to be a likable character. Well, yeah. I, I wanted, I'll debate that, but I want to wait until we get into it a little bit on why he should be at least become likable in this. Um, now, let, let's go over some of the things I actually liked on it. Um, I wanted, because, and I know that we can all jump in on some of these. Uh, you know, Dar the Darcy character can do no wrong. and Howard the Duck is awesome, except in the first movie. You know, I that was a fun part of the movie to me. Jeff Goldblum was fun. What else did you guys like? Let's start with you, Courtney, because we haven't heard from you much. 
I like it when Korg yeeted uh, Fury into the. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Into the to sun. Me. Just tackles him. Yep, just tackles him. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed this frost giant version of Loki. Really? Yeah. Because he I had he, he clearly Hiddleston was having a whole lot of fun with the character mm-hmm. in yep. it, which I really enjoyed. Um, I this is gonna earn Deb hate, but I really like all of the Captain Marvel stuff because I love me some Captain Marvel. Um, I so. want to let me say something on that. I did not hate Captain Marvel in this in this episode. But of course, Natalie yeah. Portman earns or earns some vile hatred, but that's another story. Nope. <laughs> I enjoyed um, me I some were, Natalie thought, Portman too. Oh, I thought it was I mean, let me see, I'm trying to figure out. I knew you would honest. hate this. I knew you would hate this episode the minute <laughs> I came to the realization that it was going to be a Jane Por- Jane Foster and Captain Marvel heavy episode. I just say I I didn't mind the, the the Captain Marvel stuff. I don't like the movie, but I did not. I like her in small doses. I think that's where she shines. Sure. Um, I've 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 been clear on this for a long time on my thoughts on all that. I don't have a hatred for the character, but I think she's a lot better in small doses. I think this was about the right amount of Captain Marvel for me. Now the Jane Foster, I hate the, I don't know if it's the way they write her or the way she gets played. And I've, I've mentioned this before, but she goes so gooey. It's, it's, it's insulting. And that's just, I can't get past it. I've tried. That's just a thing with me, I guess. Anybody, can anybody refute on that? Cause I really want a reason to like her. I do. I mean, she does, I mean, I don't know. She she goes gooey, but it's it's supposed to be in reaction to Thor. A lot of girls right. go gooey for Thor, so I don't. Oh, I don't. Yeah. So she has no brain. But that's not the thing. She does have a brain. She yeah. she builds a thing in the middle of this episode to reach out to Heimdall. Right. She just it also. I mean, she's so. There's a few things going on here. She is reacting to Thor, who is mm-hmm. this. I mean, they she called Darcy calls him out immediately for being this like man of a man. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then she's also, she falls into the partying piece of it. So now she, mm-hmm. then half the episode she's drunk. Um, and then she's just, she's just that care. I don't know. I just never really had a problem with her, even in the Thor movies. Um, I will say that I prefer, I'm was okay when they kind of wrote her out of it, but I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what Natalie Portman yeah. does um, in the next Thor Love and Thunder movie because especially Natalie Portman, with, especially with Taika with TD directing sure. and helping, mm-hmm. right? So, because yeah. Natalie Portman has done some good stuff, she is After she can Black be Swan named something. <laughs> I mean, she's Instead done Black Swan, she was great in the professional, does only. Thing and she was really yeah. Be for Vendetta. Uh, she, I mean, she's regardless of how many things she's done well, she can do stuff well, and I yeah. think that has to do with the writing and it has to do with the directing. And so yeah. we'll see what she does with Love and Thunder. Uh, mm-hmm. But she can do, she can act the heck out of stuff. So I'm excited to see what she does with it. Um, this episode definitely showed me what voice actors can do Mm -hmm. because 
Chris Hemsworth knocks it out of the park. Like he is Thor. He is that character. But I didn't realize until uh, Tara looked it up that um, Maria Hill was Colby Smulders. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that that was another voice actress because she just seemed to be trying too hard to be to like push that yeah. that character. Um, so it just felt a little off for me. And there was well, a couple. She, I didn't she's think an it, eye actor. Let's be honest. I mean, she acts with her face a lot more than she acts with her voice. Sure. Yeah. She's a very expressive. And she's an expressive good actress. At it. Yeah. Sure. But that's, um, it's different worlds. So, uh, yeah, I definitely had that, like, ups and downs with the voice acting in this one. Fair enough. Um, Okay, so basically what this whole episode boils down to is the last 10 minutes of every parents goes out of town, kid has a party the movie from the 80s, right? And just for the last second, everything gets fixed. And then you see the mom coming and then they're cleaning and I get it. And it, it could have been fun, but see, here's where my problem was with Thor. You, you like those movies and you want them to succeed because you fall in love with the character. This Thor, you don't fall in love with. He's still just a D bag the entire time that I think. And I think that's where my biggest problem comes from. Cause he, there is no love for the character at that point. Go ahead, Courtney. If he's a d-bag the whole time i mean i don't know if i would call him a d-bag but i mean i would call him a himbo and i would call him a what does darcy call him or maybe maybe jane calls him kappa kappa alpha or whatever and i mean yeah. she just frat boy, yeah, yeah i mean it's frat yeah boy. frat boy that's exactly what he is i don't know if i'd classify him as a d-bag but i mean to be honest when and i mean this is after frigo shows up but he does redeem himself when he brings Jane flowers and asks her on a date. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we can't say he's a D bag the whole time. Cause he's not really in that moment. Because but he didn't make he, me fall. He didn't make me fall in love with him at all. I'll put it, sure. I'll leave it at that. And I think that may be just a repercussion of these only being 30 minutes long. Yeah. Do you, you yeah. really don't have time to give him an overarching movie arc where he learns lessons he like courtney said he learned his lesson in the end he's like hey you called my mom that's not cool but it was the right thing to do so he knows what the right thing to do is and i think part of what the love for the character should also be is that this is the thor from the mcu this is the thor that we all have grown to love over time we know the mm-hmm. potential is there and you see a glimpse of that potential at the end of it mm-hmm. but this is yeah. what if this is what if he didn't have his brother which is lucky. which is great to we can talk about this too it is great to feel the importance of Loki because that's kind of what we've been we've been trending the last couple of arcs through all these things in the MCU is that Loki is more than just the villain that he had been for years. He mm-hmm. is a part of Thor. He's a piece of Thor. Yeah, he's he's what makes Thor. Part. Yeah. He's what makes yeah. Thor Thor. Mm-hmm. I, I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, but again, I just wanted to love this character. I want to well, follow the characters. I think we also have to remember, and I mean, this is important to think about is, 
the Thor in Endgame is very, very different than the From Thor. The Thor. Yeah. Yeah, sure. but even even the Thor in Dark World, he's mm-hmm. very different from the Thor in Dark World. He's very different from the Thor in Ragnarok mm-hmm. because by the time we have this Thor that we love and we want to protect and, and cherish in Endgame, he's lost Jane. He's lost Frigga. He's lost Loki. He, like He's lost Heimdall. His Odin. whole planet has been yeah. destroyed. Mm-hmm. Odin has died. He's watching... And then he, you know, he has to go through all of this. And, and I think it, his mindset in Endgame, which is the Thor we know now and going forth will be the Thor is, I think it's best summed up by Rocket when Tony in Endgame says, what's the matter with him? And Rocket says, he thinks he failed because he didn't, he couldn't stop Thanos. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. we have to remember that in this what if, this is the Thor from Thor, the first Thor movie. He hasn't gone through all those trials and tribulations of all those other movies. He hasn't teamed up with the Avengers. He hasn't mm-hmm. lost his mom. None of that stuff. So not only does he not have Loki as his equalizer, he doesn't have any of that other stuff that that he's gone through in the MCU so far. And so it, maybe that's part of why you don't think you can love him or why you didn't love him because Mm -hmm. you're so used to him being where he is. We see him in infinity war and end game that it's kind of, this is very jarring of a way of looking at Thor. That's just, there's no, there's no character. (laughs) There's no character development. It's if you you were to take Thor from Thor one and give him absolutely no character development. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's how he was for the entirety of, the last 10 years of movies that we're watching, no yeah. one would like Thor. He was Thor the would be the worst character. On the floor. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thor would never have been liked exactly. throughout any of this stuff. So I think the fact that you hate him so much is, I mean, you're not supposed to like him. He's just, a, he's a frat boy that just is not, he needs Loki in his life. Hmm. Because Loki, Loki needs him. Look at Lo- yeah, look at clearly. the Loki that we got without Thor. They both need each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now I do want to give this this episode props on something, and that was the Thor Captain Marvel fight was fun. Both of them. I I think that's the best fight we've seen in What If. I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was fun. Um, I will say that was one of my favorite parts. So everyone, I did, this, this I did like that, that part. <laughs> no, I thought I thought it was great, and you know, it, it's I liked Captain Marvel in it, I liked Thor in it, and I liked that they were equaled out, and I thought that was kind of where it, the comics I feel like they are more. Um, now and and I we learned two things, two important things I think. One is uh, the Colby Smulders character, and I always forget her name, Maria, Maria Hill. Hill. Maria Hill, you never want her in charge because she's ready to push the button, which um, that's how she is in the comic books. That's when right. she yeah, takes over she for is, yeah. for Nick Fury in the comics, she does the same thing. She like takes Shield and takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, which is so you never really like her. No, I and, do. I do like Grumpy Crossbones. Never get to rum, fire the noobs. Rumlone. Yeah. Yeah. Because he just wants to cause chaos, but he never gets right. a chance to. <laughs> and, and then there's, there's something that Courtney and I were discussing earlier, and I would like uh, Blyze to weigh in on this. 
Now, I felt like the Watcher, I think he, I feel like he was definitely showing a side of evil to him because when when Ultron Vision showed up, he seemed to be, uh, to me, I thought he was very, very overjoyed and like, yeah, let's see what happens now. Courtney disagreed with that. She saw something different. What did you see, Courtney? I Oh, sorry. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead, Blaze. It's okay. Um, so I didn't get that feel from him. I got a feel of like, because he's been hinting at this whole time that things are just going awry and this is that all coming to flourishing. Like mm-hmm. that everything that I've been saying could possibly go wrong in this multiverse. This is it. And that's mm-hmm. what I got from it for sure. Yeah. I agree with Blake because I think, I think I took it as he was surprised which in itself is an amazing thing because the watcher knows all sees all. Mm -hmm. And so what I, the reason, one of the reasons I think it is surprised and I will hold fast to this is because when he shows up, he, you know, he's got a look of surprise on his face, his big old in the clouds floating face, Mm -hmm. but it's also the thing that will give us, the fact that he has to go collect all of the heroes from the other universes Mm -hmm. and bring them here to face off against. Mm -hmm. Because we know the final episode, we don't know what next episode is because there's nothing, there's nothing put on, on the Disney accounts and there's nothing on IMDb, but we do know the bare minimum about the final episode is that the guardians of the multiverse face off against ultimate vision or Ultron vision, whatever we want to name him. The only way for that to happen is for the watcher to go get them. Yeah. You know, to go get T'Challa, to go get Captain Carter, to go get Killmonger, Gamora, (laughs) get all of them and bring them here. Mm -hmm. And the reason he would do that is if he was surprised when vision shows up. And that's what I think is going to, but the, the question is, are they really going to want to blow everything up now? Because they have another season completely on the in the can. They can't. You don't know if they're going to blow right everything now. up. Well, if you they're, they're going to blow it up, if he's got to start pulling everybody out of the multiverse, and that's the only thing I'm I'm wondering about how they can do on sure. this episode. Because we have a whole season yeah, but, in the can. Yeah, but you don't know what we don't know what any of the next season is going to be about. Mm-hmm. It could be the Avengers of the Guardians of the Multiverse. He could drop them back once they're done, put them back into it. And I think I think another thing that that I want to float by you guys and see what you think, and of course, listeners too, what is your thoughts as well? I think we are feeling the effects in this what if, in these what ifs. I think we're feeling the effects of what happened in Loki and what happened in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, because, you know, I mean, like there, it makes sense that if, if the watcher is surprised that this stuff, that some of this stuff is happening, it's because Loki and Wanda broke the timeline. Yeah. Um, And so I think he's starting to see all these things kind of branch off and different things changing. And so listeners, what's your thoughts on that? Put him down (laughs) below. And did anybody else notice how much more solid the watcher was this time? Yeah, I, I think he's 100% getting, solid at this point. Yeah, he more keeps more. getting more and more every single episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the next thing we see with him, like Courtney said, is him actually interacting with yeah. the different characters. 
mm-hmm. which I think our next episode is going to be the origin of Infinity Ultron or Vision Ultron or what you're going to get. It's going to be the events. Calling. Yeah, the events of uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. The Avengers don't stop him. He puts himself into Vision like he originally planned. And with one of the mm-hmm. Infinity Stones, he has knowledge that there is six of them and he goes to get them and he, he gets and the rest eventually of them. gets them. Yeah. And that's why he built, because he's a creation of Tony Stark, he builds himself his like Ultron exterior. And that's why you have the visor flip up like you do with Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. I like that little, if, if that's the case, if that's what he does, I like that little detail of like he's still got some Tony in him. Like mm-hmm. he designs his Ultron suit to be the same as what Tony Stark yeah. would have done. Now, Very interesting I, to see. I really do. I want to go on record. I'm hoping they don't quote unquote blow it up because I for next season I want to see a bunch of more what ifs, you know, that are just one offs that don't matter. And that's I want to see more of that. I'm hoping they don't. Oh, now it's got to all be in canon. Crap. Well, given that we have, but didn't slated, we already didn't we already talk about how this is considered canon already? Yeah, this technically it is. There's so the MCU is a multiverse now. We yeah, know that. I mean, there's we know that multiverse of madness is coming up. We know that Spider-Man: Far From Spider-Man's Home gonna is going to have multiverse implications, and that's what I was yeah. going to say. Is I think. Your season two may be more primarily about what's going on currently in the mm-hmm. MCU. So whatever happens in Multiverse of Madness, whatever we see could be, they could have an episode about that or two episodes yeah. about that. Maybe we get little tidbits of what the universe is going to look like in Multiverse of Madness and they expand on that in What If. Uh, same thing with Spider-Man Far From Home. Maybe we mm-hmm. dive into the Sony-verse and they, maybe we get a Into the Spider-Verse episode where we visit Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen and all these different characters that we saw mm-hmm. in that universe. Mm-hmm. So I think there's still more that they can do with the multiverse yeah, that doesn't necessarily lot. have to be with what we currently have. Because from we'll there as well, we've got Shang-Chi. Yeah we've got the Eternals, got, like all of them now can have their got, own what if spinoffs. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned Shang-Chi and you mentioned the Eternals, but there's also She-Hulk is coming. Yep. Miss Marvel is coming. Kate Bishop and TV, Hawkeye. Kate Bishop's coming. We have mm-hmm. Yelena. Yep. Who's already been introduced. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's still a myriad of things that they can do in a yeah. season two of what if. And then, and I want to say my my most negative thing. I would rather have an hour of Jane Foster, the Jane Foster character, talking and whining. Um, I'd rather take an hour of that than how much scrolls they threw at me. I'm like, really? There was like one, was maybe like two one scenes. Scene. Get out of here! Scrolls are evil. Like not even thirty uh, seconds devil. of scrolls, and they didn't even yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah, I hate them. So much. Anyway, so let's hear our grades for this one. Uh, let's start with Courtney. I'm going to go with a B. Okay. It, like I said, wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't my least favorite. Fair enough. And I still enjoyed it for some some parts of it. <laughs> Lies? I'm back up to an A. It was, uh, it was fun. It was what if. It was 
Um, it may have not been the highest point of the series, but uh, it's definitely not my lowest points. But I, I did enjoy I enjoyed all the cameos. It was one of those episodes that had me pausing throughout mm-hmm. the episode because I'm like, oh, what's over here? What's over here? What can I spot? Like, so I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, be, because of the fight, I'm marking it as high as I'm marking it because it was a great fight. I'm giving it a solid C minus. Um, I put this at. I hate to say it, this is a, the low point of Marvel for me since the original Howard the Duck. Um, I will, I, and you guys, you all, you all heard where I came out last week. Last week I was given like a high A. This episode just did not do it for me. It, it was a lot of things that I didn't like all thrown in at once. But if you well, liked it, cool. Yeah, I, I, no, I'm glad that you did. That's yeah. fair. We're gonna we're gonna like things. We're gonna dislike things. So. So until next time, we're going to next week. We have no idea what we're talking about. We're going to talk about something, nope. but we'll see y'all next week. I'm Dub. I'm here with Courtney. I'm here with Blythe. Keep on geeking on guys. You have been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.